Today's chat is brought to you by, well, all of your support. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through Podbean's crowdfunding, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a patron of the FFC, please be sure to visit our website and click on the support link. Even a single dollar helps. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search. Focus that fire! And so we come together! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat! Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on May 15th, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. As always, want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring the current state of the Vanguard. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 And this is your, I swear I'm not playing Warlock full-time, guys. <laughs> Other host, Green-Eyed Music Lover. <laughs> the floofy floof. The floofies. I have been floofy floofing. The graceful glide it's... into abyss. <laughs> not, I have not fallen off the maps yet. <laughs> not yet. I've been good. I don't, yeah, good. I can't, I can't, like, it's for whatever reason, if I switch over between the two, I can't get the jump down again. Yeah. It's, it takes a little bit of time. I can't switch back and forth in the same evening yet, because mm-hmm. mm, that just mm-mm. hurts my head a yeah. little bit, but... If I start the evening on a warlock, I can manage to play the warlock the rest of the evening. But if I start on hunter and switch midway, it's just really rough. Yeah, I can see that. Well, and Ooh. last but definitely not least, in the hot seat as guest co-host, we have our good friend, Hey, I'm Dead Again, or as we'll be referring to them, Cam. Cam, how are you doing tonight? Or I'm today? good. I'm, I mean, I don't know what time is anymore. It's it's no, gone that's... full distortion on me, so no. I'm good. <laughs> So I messaged, I was talking to, I think Josh was asking when the Let's Chat episode's going to be dropping that we recorded the other week. And I was like, oh, it's going to be, it'll be like a couple weeks. And he's like, time has no meaning anymore. What date? What? What's the number of the day? <laughs> I need, like, the, oh, I need okay. the date. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it over to Green, though, for her normal interrogation. Yeah, Interrogation, you make me sound so mean. What is your favorite story in lore? (laughs) What is your favorite story in lore from Destiny? Uh, Um, I mean, we all have we all have the good standby of Dwindler's Ridge. Kudos to him; he just rolled with it. We have the good standby of Dwindler's Ridge. I really love all the Ahamkara Great Hunt stories. Like those are probably my favorite cards. Yes, because Mm -hmm. there's just something so magical about playing poker with a you know <laughs> a giant the space grand- dragon as an old <laughs> man <laughs> the grandfather <laughs> yes as the grandfather and then he just eats you eats you um <laughs> which will come in handy later the best um, <laughs> the best part about that was he had the little uh the little visor cap if i remember or caliban was wearing a visor someone oh, yeah, was wearing right, a visor one of them, one of, oh it was gosh. so great but just that entire like series of cards was just so funny Shaq's demanding to fight a dragon 
like mm-hmm. with a sword or his battle axe. I don't remember which, but it was did and I think was it was it Lady Ephrodite who was like, Why don't you have a gun? And he's like, You don't wanna be a knight? <laughs> I just love Wei Ning, who just wants to punch things forever. Yes, that, You've that is my... <laughs> You've been wishing for this? <laughs> just, oh, just that entire series of cards is so funny. But yeah, no, anything with that, like either that or really anything with the Hive. The Hive are probably my favorite lore-wise. The Hive has got some really, really long lore, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's a lot thicker, I think, than a lot of uh, other races or classes that we have at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's always good. You actually kind of mentioned that that you had a standby one as well, though. Is that the Great Hunt just kind of your primary one? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I love the Ahamkara kind of thing, Wish Dragon for Life. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, because I just it's such a cool concept for a species to exist, and like I don't necessarily know if I buy into the whole like Riven's the last one, at least in our universe, or was the last one, because I'm like, well, they can shapeshift, so, and they sure. they consume reality, how do we know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to turn into good old Eva or yeah. whatnot. Mm-hmm. It just, oh, there's so, so many different memes of Eva being 40 different things. Leave, <laughs> right? Leave, I leave, love it. Leave my cookie grandma I- who gives me machine guns alone. I may have just like continually <laughs> that contributed statement to alone this makes me concerned. <laughs> what you don't cookie, like, Cookie Grandma, cookie who gives grandma, you machine cookie, guns? Cookie Grandma that gives you machine guns. If you've not seen it's... that picture, it's like, hi, I am Cookie Grandma. I also have, I give you cookies and machine guns. I have not seen this. Oh, I need to find That's it. Awesome. I need to find it. That's awesome. So, okay, backing up a little bit, since Blue technically jumped ahead of the uh, question queue, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, I am on Twitter. I um I don't tweet a lot, mostly just because I don't think people Good. want to hear about my life, but that's just me. Um, but I'm on Twitter. You are welcome to find me on there at Hey I'm Dead Again. Um, pretty much everywhere else, I'm just Hey I'm Dead Again or some variant form on it. Like I think on Steam, I'm just Dead Again, but. Here okay. on Twitter, in in Twitch chat, <laughs> wherever. Which, by the way, I do love your name. It's just one of those names that it's just like, hey, I'm dead again. It just, yeah, gosh, it's it, it's just funny. It's great to see it pop up in the kill feed because it's just like it's a nice little like, oh, <laughs> I'm dead again. <laughs> and that's honestly why I made it. I was I, I made it because I'm the resident bullet sponge, is what I like to say of of my primary fire team. And the person who's like, I'm going to go find the biggest, baddest ogre and punch it. And it's probably going to kill me, but I'm going to do it. I like it. I like it. So what was it that actually got you into studying lore? Because um, you, you call yourself an amateur lore person on Twitter, yeah. even though I know a little bit better that you actually know a bit more of what you're talking about than you let on. Um, I I got into lore through a couple different games, mainly the, the Bloodborne and Dark Souls series. And okay. um, that sort of like uh that's transitioned over into other games um destiny's lore has always been fascinating for me because there's just like so many entry levels that you can get into because you can like just play through the story and there's you know that lore level right there but if you want to get into some of the side characters or some of the weapons that tell you some stories about it like it was so like it's more accessible at least now because all your lore entries are in game whereas in destiny one you had to go to a different website but um Mm -hmm. i don't know i think i I think someone one of my friends sent me like a timeline of everything that's happened in destiny and i didn't realize that like 
it didn't just start with, you know, like, I, I just, I think I made an assumption that it would just start with the game. And it didn't, it started, mm-hmm. you know, like, eons ago with the creation of the proto-hive um, on Fundament's Moons. And I was just so fascinated just reading through that that I was like, I need more. And it's been <laughs> three years since then. So here we are. I like it because that was one of the things I actually started talking to Julie about it recently where we got into the lore a little bit more thoroughly. She's always kind of been around whenever I've been rambling about it, but there's never been a true um, understanding per se. Mm-hmm. It's just been I've talked about these things on and on and on. And it's funny because she didn't realize how massive the lore is for a game like this. Yeah. We were, Blue was kind enough to send me um, physical copies of the lore, and it's bigger than Tolkien. Oh, yeah. Like, if you put all the books of Tolkien back to back to back and stack them on top of each other, including all the expanded universe mm-hmm. stuff, the uh, Silmarillion, the, the Hobbit, and all of that, mm-hmm. it's still, the Destiny lore is way thicker, and she just, that blew her mind. Yeah. That... There's that much going on here. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Um, I like I told you, um, off stream. I worked with I work with kids in an after school program, and I got the mm-hmm. the lore books from the Destiny from the Bungie store. And I was just you know we were having like silent reading time, and I was reading, and I had like two kids come up, and they were like, "Oh, what is this?" And I was showing it to them, and they're like, "Oh, so this is like the story of the game." I was like, "No, no, no. This is like a side story of a side story of like three other side stories of a." alien species because it was the hive one that you meet and then we get to the game (laughs) and they're like yep so how big is the story of the game and i said i will let you know when it finishes if it does finish it's been a while yeah that's that's true that's true there's a lot of background stuff that just a lot of people don't know about so here's a question that i've actually been curious because i don't think i actually know the answer to it i've seen you cheer on other classes but what class do you primarily play in game? Um, I am a hunter. I was a, a, a day one hunter in Destiny One, and I—I I mean, I—I I have all three. I have all three classes, but my main is my hunter. Um, has seen me through many a trials and tribulations in this game. Um, but I think uh, it, it's hunter. Although a close second is unfortunately a titan, just because it's so much okay. fun to punch things. But um, yeah, hunter. I can agree on the punching things. Mm. Titan was definitely a fun class to play. I just haven't touched it in a while. It's been a bit. Yeah. It's been a bit, guys. It's been a bit. <laughs> but, yes. All right. So, here's a crazy question. Mm-hmm. If you could change any aspect of the game, of the lore, Ooh. any aspect of the lore and game, mm. What one thing would you change? And if you changed that one thing, would it break some other stories because of it? Oh. Or would you want to break the other stories? Oh, that's good. Um, what would I change? I got to think about what I'd change first, because I'm sure it would break something. Um, everything's so interconnected. I've seen a couple different things of people trying to connect all the stories in Destiny, and it just ends up looking like a really drunk spider web. Um, yep. <laughs> and... I think if I could, I think if I could change one thing, I I would, I think the only thing I would change is I just want some stories to be resolved more. Okay. Um, I, I, I love a good cliffhanger, but there are a couple, there are a couple threads that I still want to know. Like I want to know about the stranger because she was featured so heavily in the first vanilla story and we have nothing since. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Outside of that. I don't I don't know if I really would change anything. This is 
the lore is kind of one of those things that I I hold very dear in this game. Um, it's it's really been something that I enjoy digging into a lot. So I don't know. I'll have to think about it. I may have another answer. Oh, I like it though. Just the is there one thing that you if you got, could write? I guess would be another way to word this. If you could write it for any story. Would, what story would you want to write for? Or who would you want to oh, write for? Um, I would love, like, more Tales from the Drifter. Because his whole okay. story about going to, like, the other planets and watching all of his other light-bearing friends die. Like, I want more of that. That would be a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I would pay great money to see, like, just more about uh, the Vanguard. <laughs> and particularly mm-hmm. Cade. Um, Cade's whole different iterations to get him to Cade 6 would be fun, I think. I think that'd be a lot of fun to go through, just him as a as a kindergarten waking up the first time and then dealing with that. Um, yeah, I, th- I, like I could do that. I would do Cade, I think. Cade's story would be a fun one to get kind of more like the background story of what's actually going on with him. Because mm-hmm. the, like the whole Ace of Spades quest was a lot of fun going through all of his stories in that book. Funny story about just his use of playing cards and the the different types of playing cards. We went back into D1 the other day. Mm-hmm. And Wicked is a is a veteran of D1, but Raz has never played it. So mm-hmm. we were showing Raz around and we did the Cade Stash mission. Oh, okay. And you remember that side room you could go into that has the different playing cards yeah. where there was supposedly a bunch of loot there? Mm-hmm. I, Wicked had no idea about it, so it's fun to go back sometimes and show other people, yeah, like things that you found back in the old stuff. Yeah, yeah, I did. I played D one like at just right at like the end of April for the first time in like years, and was just hit with so much nostalgia of so much time running around. Like I just walked. I think I walked around the Cosmodrome for like forty five minutes, not doing anything, just looking at everything again. Yeah. It it has been fun to kind of dive back in there a bit. I think the thing that's been interesting is going back in and looking at Siva stuff. But yeah, yeah, Siva's that's just me. Siva's fun. Siva, uh, there's just there's so many things in in game world that are so interesting through Ahamkara and Siva and you know like the pacifistic light bearers who live at the edge of the galaxy. Like what's going on with them and the pyramid chips? Are they okay? Do we hear from them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so many things. Absolutely. All right, Blue, I'm going to toss it back to you. Um, <clears throat> I don't have anything this week. <laughs> you don't have any special uh, announcements? I, I have one if you don't. That's a loaded question because now I feel like I should have a special <laughs> announcement and I'm Abort. forgetting something. <laughs> yeah. So I'm nervous. Special announcement for everybody as my co-host realizes what he forgot. I have started up a new Twitter account called Destiny Lore Bites that a lot of the cards that have been recorded for Focus Fire Chat have been condensed, because it's only 2 minutes and 20 seconds per that's allowed on Twitter, have been condensed down into small digestible bite sizes for you to enjoy on Twitter. So if you are a fan of the show and would like daily lore readings... Go and follow Destiny Lore Bites. It's up. Um, I do plan on re- recording more of the full books like I used to and putting them out through here through the podcast itself so you guys can enjoy it there. So that's the more related to FFC 
blue thing that I think Blue may have forgotten yes. about. But I sorry. But those are He's okay. those are so cool because it's just it's nice to like like I forgot the entire story of uh, Alpha Loopy, and mm-hmm. that was the last one that I listened to, and I was like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, I'm actually I'm going back through and recording a bunch of things that are super super old. Uh, the poetry is something that I'm actually going to take a lot more time to record itself because the poetry for Alpha Lupi is gorgeous Mm -hmm. and deserves an actual performance rather than just me reading it like a grade school teacher Mm -hmm. would read. But yeah, it's been good stuff. All right. So State of the Vanguard Blue. It's a broken system. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it is. It's my favorite. (laughs) Is your favorite? No, it's it's not my favorite. Um, I I was trying to describe it to my friend who does not play Destiny Destiny at all, and mm-hmm. I think I just described it as it's like a bunch of it's just like if you picture what High School Musical was like, where mm-hmm. in they're dancing in the lunchroom about sticking to the status quo. It's just imagine that, but they're in charge of a city, <laughs> and oh no gosh. one likes each other <laughs> because that's what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. It makes for great writing and great research, but I'm just like, how is this still functioning? High school politics in the Destiny universe. It really is. See It's almost like it's Vanguard. a it's a click. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk about kind of the history of it, we can go all the way back and just say that what we're experiencing with the Vanguard right now isn't exactly a new thing. Nope. It's actually fairly common yeah well and to be fair it's i mean to be fair the entire not just the vanguard but the actual consensus was born out of the strife that the the new city was facing down with the faction wars you know it's like Mm -hmm. they were born out of the turmoil that and I'm, i'm not being i'm being very general here but that humanity created for itself because Humans have a tendency not to be able to have anything nice because they like squabbling over things. It's mm-hmm. like as soon as as soon as we get past the oh everyone's going to die, it turns into a well that's my that's my pile of rocks, and it's mm-hmm. like oh my god, yeah. and it's like it's but I mean because if you look at the history of the city itself, it was very quickly after the city was formed that um your your faction wars broke out, and you know. The consensus was really formed by not just the Guardians. Actually, I I, I kind of have the argument that the Vanguard was actually made to make sure that the Guardians didn't align with the factions as much as they were before the faction wars. Because if it's one thing that we didn't need on top of humans arguing, it's Guardians arguing. Because the way Guardians argue kind of tends to level things. Like you know, I mean, yeah. What it's the Old. comic with uh, Saint and Osiris where they're they're having their conversation. Um, it's like, yeah, you need to not have that type of argument with factions because when you're talking between guardians, that's one thing. Like you know, if it's crucible, that's one thing. But when you when you put the humans into a mix or mortals into the mix, it becomes suddenly much more much more serious and and much more deadly. Yeah. And it, it's it's a it's a weird system. It's it, a it's a it weird is, system because it's like you have the but it vanguard makes sense which, in its own way, right? Yeah, well, and like you have the vanguard, which is sort of like ruled by this triumvirate of three of you know the most powerful three sort of 
guardians at that time. And then you have the consensus, which is like sort of like I just kept drawing parallels to like ancient Rome, which I feel is where mm-hmm. a lot of this was based off of. Um, because you have all these inner factions of guardians and mortal groups all vying sort of for power, because I don't believe that you wouldn't have a consensus if there wasn't people who sought power. But then they all answered to the speaker at one time, which kind of gave it a more religious feel to it. So I was like, what? Is this a government agency? Is it a religious group? What is this? Well, I think what it started out as was actually less religious in nature and more just out of necessity because if we go back into the way that the city was created the city was designed as literally just a safe haven at the very very beginning of it it was just the safest place where everyone could gather which was under the traveler Mm -hmm. it wasn't until the speaker actually made the deal with the iron lords who were the warlords in the area that the city itself started gaining some structure yeah and I mean, it, it, and I, yeah, because it, it needed to rise out because of people getting caught in the crossfire of all the warlords mm-hmm. constantly squabbling, you know, scrabbling for power, scrambling, whatever it is. Yeah. No, I mean, and I think the other thing is I would, I would say the way I kind of understood the history of it is that there was no one leader. Um, if you look at the breakdown of it, it's the great factions, the three great fractions, which currently are Dead Orbit, uh, New Monarchy, and Future War Cold. Uh, at the time of its inception, I think, as far as we can tell cur- with the current information, it was Dead Orbit, uh, New Monarchy, and the Concordat, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we we have, multiple people have talked about that whole drama. But anyways, you have the three factions, which are which are only three of many factions. So they're the three, probably the more predominant, more the, the more popular factions at the time. And then you mm-hmm. had three members of the, the guardians. And I think, you know, in that case, you can make the, you, you can make an argument that the reason that there is one of each class is because it, there, there were three classes, three classifications of guardians, three, you know, mindsets, it mm-hmm. just makes it even it it's you know and each one of the the guardian types kind of has their own forte as far as specialization you know the titans will be more militaristic and defensive warlocks kind of focus and you see this with the duties of the different mentors but like the warlocks were focused on researching and understanding what was needed basically like military intelligence yeah. Um, and then the hunters were responsible for, you know, make basically making sure that everything was they were the scouts. They were the 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 protectors of those outside of the city wall sometimes, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. And and then what you do is if you sit back and you look at that, well, that's an even number. So if you're if you're calling itself a consensus, which means that, you know, probably majority will rule. Well, what happens if there's a tie? And then that's Mm -hmm. when you have the speaker come in, not as a leader necessarily, but as like, you know, that a a lot of times you'll see it as explained as like the thumb of the fist, you know, like the he it's it's not necessarily the most strong. It's not the strongest finger, but it's a necessary finger because it it helps break that tie. Um, Yeah. And I think that's how that's how I've kind of always read the consensus as it's it's this kind of self-contained it's it is a governing body for sure but it's a it's a governing body that by very nature allows for the various you know 
chorus of voices within the city to have at least a chance for their voice to be heard. And we know yeah. that the factions can change, right? Because the consensus vote and it, this is this is also a topic of much fascination for me because politics is a very interesting thing, especially in dysotopian oh yeah <laughs> fantasy worlds. It's it's very interesting to see how they're like this is this is the evolution of how things happen. It's like yeah, this kind of a it's it's interesting to see how different people have their own take on what what people would do. But mm-hmm. I, I think like that that has always been the way I've read it. And you know, with that political structure, it's very interesting to me right now because if that is indeed the case, it is currently a political structure that is predominantly controlled by the mortals. At mm-hmm. the point, at this point, which yeah, because like it, it, that was something I always have was, lost anything. Like, yeah, that was something I was like always fascinated about. Is like technically speaking, the single most powerful arm would be the vanguard because they're paracausal demigods, and they are not the quote unquote ruling group. You know, they're they're basically just sort of the the you know if you want to be hardcore about it the militaristic arm of it or if you want to be more peacekeeping it's the peacekeepers you know but the thing is is with with the uh vanguard themselves being weren't they just their own group they didn't necessarily each have their own right but with the consensus themselves didn't their vote essentially just have the one vote for them they just had multiple representatives within it i think like I think originally that was the point of the Vanguard commander was like, because then you would have the different voice. But I mean, I go see and I go back and forth because I I don't recall fully if we've ever had an act. The only time we've seen them all vote is with the Concordat, which all mm-hmm. all of them voted. And mm-hmm. then with Osiris, which, again, yeah. all of them voted individually. Right. It, it wasn't there wasn't a. So, yeah. I mean. And we we have, it feels like every time we get mention of the consensus, we find a new um, subset of rules, like with the whole thing with the Vanguard Commander and Saint Fourteen. Like the only reason Osiris mm-hmm. became Saint Fourteen was because Saint or uh, Osiris became Vanguard Commander was Vanguard because Saint Vanguard. Fourteen bypassed the decision of the consensus by stepping down and then, um, not and then basically putting Osiris as his replacement. Which didn't, and it was called out in the, the the web lore that that decision did not require the approval of the consensus. Yeah, so they kind and of so like operate was, as like their own independent body, right? In, so like they they decide their own politics, but they will sort of take their I guess lead because I know in like in D one a lot of strikes you got handed down from the speaker and now it's you know since we don't have a speaker that mainly comes down from uh from the war you know from the vanguard themselves the leaders themselves right and i think the other thing too for that piece is like zaval and like it was it was definitely clear they he uh it was clarified a little bit more obviously in in the uh destiny 2 introduction because Predominantly, it was always, I think it's always been this way. It just wasn't really stated in game, but like Zavala was always responsible for military decisions. Uh, uh, Ikora was always the one who would be the researcher, and Cade was always the one who handed out bounties, but Zavala was always the one who handed out strikes. 
And like, you know, you would have that because strikes are actually military operations, whereas bounties are those kind of one off, you know, cleaning up various things and all that. So it made like that distinction does make a lot of sense in my head. But I know that D2, they kind of really they really did clarify that significantly more with the presentation of actually having like you go to Zavala for strikes, you go, you know, you go to shacks for cru- like crucible and when you did when Cade was still around you went to Cade for those random you know su- i guess you would call them super bounties of different stuff my my biggest thing is like i wish we had something with like a core and we i think we used to we used to have like every now and then we'd be able to do some stuff for ikora well if you go back to the structure of d1 they basically walked us through the missions of various campaigns Cade would walk you through as the as a hunter noob, he was your mentor. He would walk you through each step. And then Zavala walked you through a lot of aspects going into um, Dark Below. And Ikora had her own campaign that she helped mm-hmm. walk you through. Like, they all shared the role of military leaders in that, in that case. But now they've been kind of repurposed to more of what you're talking about, where Zavala is only the strike leader. He's at least at this point that we know about within our interactions with him besides cutscenes. But Ikora has gone to being so involved with her hidden that she actually has no involvement with us at all at this point. Yeah, which is sad. And the other thing that got called out with the web lore is the resources that the Vanguard commander has at their disposal is not just the Vanguard resources, it's also the city resources. So the Owl Sector, the databases, um, like all the libraries and everything like that, that are apparently kept somewhat under a lock and key, because that's what, uh, when Saint gives Osiris the the title of Vanguard Commander, Osiris makes the comment, like, he's like, you're giving me access to all this information that is by its by nature not readily available to the average person he's like are you sure you want to do that and and that's when saints you know the saint responds with well i would i don't have anyone i feel like would be more like more responsible with it um but it was interesting to me because it it also clear it also clarified that there are aspects of the the city or the factions if you will um that are separate and independent from the the guardians the owl sector is complete like the owl sector is one of those things where it is it is separate from the hidden and the in a lot of ways actually the hidden are subservient to owl sector because whenever you see the interaction there the owl sector people are being supported by hidden because they're guardians well- so they, but that's they're what able the hidden to... do. The hidden are support groups out there running missions to help support other. Correct. Um, yeah, but I mean, but I like aspects. the guardians. It, it to me, Owl Sector has always kind of been an interest to me because it's like the it's it's the CIA basically. Yeah, I was of, gonna say that of <laughs> the it's it's that it's that intelligence network of the last city, and it's it's. It's because of the way that they interact. They have a official liaison with the Vanguard mentors or with the Vanguard. And, you know, there's there's a really kind of fun relationship between the Vanguard liaison and the Vanguard researcher, Ikora. Um, but it's just hilarious that it was the Al Sector records were just really funny to read because of that. 
but um like the the whole thing is like it it's like there's like this cross departmental cooperation but when it comes down to push or shove it does seem like you know there there goes back to this whole thing of like within the city you know you have on the vanguard side you have the praxic order which is kind of like the vanguards or the guardians equivalent of a police force or an eternal affairs um they have the owl sector outside and doing all this research and all this stuff so it, it's just to me that that again that that political push and shove or push and pull of everything to me is really interesting and and you can see that with the vanguard especially with the removal of you know one of the legs of the three-legged stool um that stool is kind of teeter-tottering around for right now and I think, and I mean, and a lot of times I know it hasn't been, it hasn't been called out in game specifically, but there, there are, uh, there are quite specific references within the lore. Um, Ikora and Zavala both have both mentioned, you know, they don't even know if it's, <clears throat> if the Vanguard is even necessary even more or any longer. Yeah. Not in the same capacity. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing to, when you have something that's like that powerful as the Vanguard to for so long be not at its full capacity. And like lore wise, we, you know, we got, we watched sort of, we, we dealt primarily with Ikora after the death of Cade, but I kind of thought that like watching how, um, Zavala dealt with things you could clearly see how deeply they felt that loss between the two of them um, mm-hmm. and I, I I kind of firmly believe that with the Vanguard being as unstable as it is without that without that third leg to sort of stabilize the stool it's it, I almost just kind of wonder if maybe they're leaving it like empty for so long because they're building up to this sort of infighting that may be happening yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know. And- yeah, I don't know if it'd be infighting because, as much as they might disagree on a very specific, like the situation, mm-hmm. um, I think that they are still very close to one another. Like, you know, they they are mm-hmm. actually. I would say that they are in agreement with each other as far as yeah. most things. Sorry, um, I, I didn't mean infighting between the Vanguard. I sort of meant as oh, like a power oh, 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 struggle oh, oh. between them and the consensus. In the, in the consensus. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just no, because that, I, I totally see that. That's actually... I mean, if you have... Like, you had the whole issue with the Concordant wanting to remove the Speaker from power. You're telling me that there's not a single group in the consensus that has looked at Van... As, has looked at Guardians and said they're, you know, they're, they're fine now, but if they don't serve their usefulness, why are we keeping them around? Mm-hmm. So... I think it's it's interesting. One of the things I did want to bring up is the fact that we have gone through so many hunter vanguards mm-hmm. over the years. Um, in comparison, because Blue mentioned the fact that Saint Fourteen was the Titan vanguard, and then Zavala took over, and then with <laughs> the list between... is very stark Which, in the differences. Okay, okay see, <laughs> right here's real quick. Here's what I don't understand: Osiris gets exiled because he's diving too deep into the vex mm-hmm. but saint gets to stay vanguard as like the titan vanguard while he's off on his crusade against no, the he fallen he stepped down but he, that he was stepped wide. down as commander but was he was no, he stepped down as, oh okay he he left he left entirely okay um, okay 
because that was one of the things. Yeah, that was one of the things. I think that was the the reason why. Because I I've made that con- that comparison too, and like when I went back and read, I think it was, I think it's Vanguard Commander is the web lore record. Yeah, but like yeah. he basically he says that he's like he's removed himself completely from the from the group. Well, not okay, completely, yeah. but he like he's removed his title basically, and so because he because he won't be able to do both basically and i think that largely was the reason why his he was never um air quote exiled even though he like mia was because he did the arguably responsible thing whereas osiris was like i'm not gonna fight you but i'm also just not gonna do you know what you you want want me to to. i have bigger things to worry about (laughs) with osiris leaving osiris left not he wasn't necessarily exiled yeah it was, it was causing the, him to leave. It was he a left. Confluence of events. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like, like the last it, in the series. Right. Osiris had his own his own drama. His was a soap opera. It really mm. was. I mean, and, he's just so sassy. He is just he like that the strike where uh, uh, what is it? Is it the Garden World one where he complains that he's dealing with Vex in forty five different realities? Oh, yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll apologize later. <laughs> I'm busy. Yep. <laughs> So we had two Titan Vanguards and then two Warlock ones because right after Osiris was Ikora. Mm-hmm. Which that also cracks me up because that was what Osiris wanted and the speaker mm, reprimanded. In the first place. Yeah, speaker yeah. reprimanded him for it. It's like, I'm like, I just want there to be like a small scene of Osiris being like, really? Like, <laughs> r- really? I told you. <laughs> I told you to do this. So now you kick me out and you do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but just like in my uh, head it, in my head canon it's that exasperated like <sighs> <laughs> like why don't right. you people just listen the first time <laughs> but yeah but, oh gosh yeah. hunters and then you want to you talk Hunter... about the laundry list there <laughs> well because the first was Tallulah yep. who mm-hmm. got eaten by an ahamkara mm-hmm. Right. Who, I, is it confirmed that they knew it was an Ahamkar and they were like intentionally playing or like they yes. found out as the poker game went on? Well, and I don't know if they found out as, but we do. I think that Caliban knew what was going on because that was the when she handed him his bow, her bow. That mm-hmm. was when she he was like, no, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't <laughs> and she's like, me. I'm out. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you'll be fine. And it's like, oh, man, which made me which is why I put on there. I'm like. Does that mean that Caliban was the vanguard for a second? Yeah, like, that's yeah, kind of no, how I read that. Was yeah, I'm like, did she and, just? But like, we have him? no other lore of him after that. Like, pretty much, yeah. He, it's just it's he's in that story and that's it. And then, uh, well, we and then wasn't the Caliban way... part of the st- one of the strikes? That no, we do? it is Fire Team Caliban. We get there Fire is Team the Caliban. and that's gotcha. the Savathun song uh, strike. Mm. We are we are labeled as Fire Team Caliban, which gotcha. I also found. I, I'm kind of curious as to the. I I don't know if that was just a, a it's a name you know thing. I mean, yeah. some of the Fire Team names that we get. What was the what's the do- <laughs> the dog baby dog baby, baby dog. dog. <laughs> the Fire Team Piccolo. It took me two years to finally get that that role of that voice. <laughs> It took me two years of running was, that strike to finally best, get it. It's, it's so the good. Best audio. I was like, "What did you just say?" Oh, because like, you know he's just reading from a script, and then he realizes what he said. He wait, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Baby dog. Oh my god! I gotta so, reset it. So yeah. So then we we had Tallulah, and then you know, in in my 
brain, I kind of like, is Caliban the next one? But then the next one after that we know is Aprogita 4. Uh, that mm-hmm. is from uh, Peregrine Greaves, which I'm waiting yep. for Rick to scream in chat for that one. Um, <laughs> and then after, a, uh, I think it's Aprogita, uh, we have the Swift River. Swift River. Yeah, Swift River. I can't <laughs> pronounce the first name either. <laughs> Swift River. <laughs> Who, the cool. only reason I laugh with him is he's the one that it's called out just went missing. Like yeah, they don't just, know if he's dead. He just disappeared. He, and he he lost his dare. He 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 stayed for like three months and said, "Nah, this ain't it. I'm out." <laughs> and and just, then two years later, they had no choice but to a the, but to pronounce him dead, so that mm-hmm. they could then open the ranks back up, which is when we get Andal. Um, yep. And then Andal is ultimately killed by Tanix, which then gives us Cade. And then Cade mm-hmm. is obviously killed by Uldren. Yeah. And now so we have Riven. The, we have uh, the interesting... Yeah, and then we have an empty seat. So the interesting thing, too, is there's actually idle dialogue from Cade uh, in D1 that gives a, uh indication that the Hunter Vanguard... Well, so first off, the Hunter Vanguard is so... It's such a rotating door... Because by their very nature, hunters are kind of um, outcasts. They they they're very much loners. They don't they don't really do the whole like titans are very. They militaristic. don't team up. Mm-hmm. They don't team up they and will, compete they in a guardians game event. Oh gosh, <laughs> oh, I'm so mad at them. I'm so mad. Um, I don't want to get into it either. They'll they'll team up in fire teams when it's necessary. But it's like it's one of those things where it's like as soon as the as soon as the job's done, they're back on you know their own path and. Whereas, like, warlocks will have, like, their libraries, their research, you know, the collaborative research that the warlocks do. The titans have the military, the defensive, you know, the walls, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the hunters don't really have that. So they've always had that struggle of getting that hunter to be a vanguard mentor because all the hunters are like, why would we need that? That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um and they're, they're not but there's, wrong. I, I, I'm on the <laughs> I, fence, to be honest, because I can't I really argue against it. But yeah, there like, is I don't know a line. If I would want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't. Eh. But there is a line that Cade mentions when we have uh, when we're in D1, when he's standing around the table, he mentions that he only has a year left and then he can go back. Hmm. So it does seem that there is a precedent of if you survive which I think this might point to Caliban, I think, because of all the yeah. new ones. If you survive, there is a threshold after they're like, okay, you've been a good per- you've been a good boy for a year or you know whatever four years. Your your indentured servitude is re- like you, you, you're, you've completed you're free your to military go. service. You can go. <laughs> your, your, con- your conscription is done. Here's, the, here's car- the deed to some land. The- go be a good citizen. That's <laughs> the carrot on the stick. It really is. It's well, and like because okay, so the dare is is how the hunter vanguard is sort of chosen because you know we know that uh, Cade and Andal dared each other to who would ever whoever killed Tanix first um, would win. The loser would have to be the vanguard, and but so is it is it has to be issued between two hunters or is it something like the vanguard will put out and be like, here's the dare, who wants to do it? Seems it? like so. It seems like the vanguard. If the Vanguard's involved at all, it's more about okay, the dare is on. Like it, they they like it's basically like the dare is active. 
but it's between mm-hmm. hunters as far as the nature of the dare. And and the thing is, is hunters love daring each other. That's actually, there's lore pointing to that's actually the determining factor of a hunter's cloak length mm-hmm. is if you, if you dare another hunter to do something, they're kind of honor bound to, to take up that dare. And if mm-hmm. they win that dare, they get something, you know, it's the whole gambling nature type thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the funny thing that. is, is that the hunters that are so honry. Yeah, the hunt. Yep, they are definitely that. Um, the hunters are essentially the teenage boy, teenage girls who are like, I bet that you can't. That <laughs> you can't do that. Like, tell eat me, a I spoonful won't. of cinnamon. Like, they're just sitting there going, "Tell me, I won't. I'll do it. Tell me, I won't. I'll go kill yeah. that thing. Tell me." But the funny thing is, is that even th- though they don't want to actually take up the dare, if somebody calls them out, they're going to. Yeah. And that's the whole point of it. Right. Like that, that whole that Vanguard goes, dare is, yeah. that it's goes not back to that the, honor. the Vanguard are set. Yeah. The Vanguard aren't the ones setting the dare. <laughs> nope. It's the hunter setting the dare being like, I bet you won't go do this and kind it's, of thing. They're just like honoring it. Yeah, it's the ultimate dare, right? Because it's, it's, you're giving up your freedom if you lose your mm-hmm. dare. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, it, that being said, Chad is making the point of Cade making the comment about, you know, if you become the Vanguard, you need to start thinking about your dare. So it does also seem like the current Vanguard can dare <laughs> non-Vanguard members to replace them. So, you know, it's like this ever-moving... That's <laughs> just... Like, hunters are... They We're add gonna, so much complexity to the politics to begin They really with. do. Like, it's just... <laughs> I'm looking at this going, okay, so you have you have you have the Titans, they're, you know, the more militaristic bunch, they're the protectors, you know, you need something done, heavy lifting, all that stuff, you got them. You have the warlocks, you got your research, your you know, your hidden ops, your your black ops, whatever you want to do, sure. And you have hunters. I don't know. Just uh, dare them to go kill stuff. I don't know. Just dare them. Just dare. Hunters, just tell them hunters are it's the, uh, the rednecks of the freaking Destiny universe. They're the hold yeah. My beer. I'm gonna I'm, hold my beer. I'm gonna go take care of this. It's the it's the no. I just the grimoire card with the uh, the warlock and the hunter, where it's like the greatest hunter couldn't take down Ahamkara. What'd you say? I was like, oh no, uh-huh. I've killed her. <laughs> Oh and no! The best, the best part was Jill writing the Ahamkara scale. I told that warlock I could do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told him they didn't believe me. <laughs> like, That's still one of the best like hidden gems. In oh the my gosh! I remember when we saw that, and I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just but it it's, does. It's, it's a it funny does seem to exist between the two hunters. Like so, okay. like a another non-hunter can't dare a hunt like that's not i because you get a bit of a sense of that with the pahanin's errata uh uh what is it the the record book that pahanin had that has like all the little quips and rules and wisdoms like you know Mm -hmm. don't make make the warlocks look bad but don't don't or pretend like you're not doing it basically Mm -hmm. um like all that there is a couple comments about like how the dare like how gambling you know and stuff goes within hunter ranks and it's kind of like this unspoken thing where they're like you know they're always trying to one-up each other but it's it's like the sibling rivalry you know it's like you know that thing of where like 
your your sibling is always trying to make you look bad, but only they're allowed to do it. You know, as soon as someone right. else does it, it's no, that's not allowed. Yeah, they do. They definitely have that kind of feel to them. The other thing that I would point out is that the hunters often they not not only is it like a fun rivalry, they're also kind of jerky about it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> Never. I mean, they will bait the snot out of somebody just to convince them to do something. What? They're snotty and sarcastic? No. <laughs> snotty and sarcastic? Me? Mm. Sarcastic? Never. Never. Well, oh, that's the, um, what is it? Tommy's matchbook? The ghost? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ghost is like, I'm Tommy. <laughs> What's your name? Knife. Because <laughs> isn't that the one the Guardian doesn't talk at all? Well, that's the one where they talk. Yeah, I mean, Anor, you have, it's I'm Anor. Ghost said the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, no. The, I'm Tommy the, says the Ghost. Yeah. I'm Ghost says the Hunter. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The Hunter is Ghost and the Ghost is Tommy. The other thing with that card in particular is you get that mention that everyone was just like freaking out about for the Guardian games was the uh, the fact that nobody's in the tower and they're all avoiding the Vanguard Dare. And everyone's great. just like, self-fulfilling prophecy, I hear. Let's make this happen. All the memes of Zavala tricking the hunters back to coming to the tower with Guardian games. Uh-huh. Did you see how much Reddit blew up over that? Oh, they just were so funny. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that was so great. It, yeah. It's 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 a weird it's a weird system, but it, it kind of just it, it works. <laughs> Todd Howard, you know, it just works. So with this system in mind, though, with the way that the Hunter Dare works, and we're talking about how the Vanguard is basically not functioning any way that it was intended to at this point. Um, what do we think is going to end up happening with? the Vanguard Dare and the Hunters and everything else going on. Do we think there's going to be a revelation and everything kind of molds together again? Like everything gets fixed politics wise or are we going to have a complete breakdown? It's one of those things where I think because things have gotten so broken since his death, I don't know I don't think there's you can ever get it back to where it was with just replacing Cade. I almost think it would have to be sort of like a queen, like a clean sweep of everyone. And you have mm-hmm. all new Vanguard as sort of just a fresh era of what the Vanguard could be in order mm-hmm. to set I, in, in order to like set it back to where it was. Yeah. And I don't think that the, even the current Vanguard would necessarily have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, because I get, with, with uh, Oxygen SR3 that particular entry is them having that exact conversation actually yeah it's like you know because and and i know a lot of people like ragging on the vanguard for their like mishandling of like the political structure but to be fair to them they were not put into the place that they were put into for politics they're yeah. put there from like a military you know military or research they and so like even zavala kind of I think it's I think it's Zavala. It's either Zavala or Ikora, but they basically call out the fact that they are kind of out of their depth right now. Like, yeah. The yeah. fact They're, that they are managing to keep the city running is a testament to actually how good they are at what they do. Yeah. Um, and well, that and them allowing sort of like all these other like the cast of characters that we have in the tower now, it sort of speaks to like, we're just going to kind of go with the flow. And if it doesn't absolutely destroy things. All right. 
Yeah. And I think as far as like the future state, you know, kind of to start wrapping up, you know, as far as my thoughts there is, I think it really is going to matter on what happens with the Doritos that are coming in, you know? Yeah. Right. I think that this is an opportune time that if we're going to wipe the slate, it will be a really good time to do that because what better time to do a reworking of a power structure than, you know, the eradication of the majority of that power structure. Yeah. Which to be fair doesn't bode well for the city, but you know. <laughs> no. No. To be fair, we don't know what this is out of game information. This is not lore information at all. Lance just put out a tweet today this is 5-15-2020 about him recording voiceover stuff oh, yeah. for Destiny. I'm in my closet. In his closet. <laughs> so we know he's still recording voice lines. So if there's something that happens with the Vanguard, it's not happening next season. Yeah. Because next season is going to be. A certain member from Top Gun is crashing Bungie hmm. web calls. Oh, right. What? Who did he play in Top Gun? Uh, I don't know. I don't like Top Gun, so I'm the last person to ask about that. Okay. But yeah, he he's there's a couple of different voice actors that are making their their presence known within the Destiny community that they're continuing to voice over stuff. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. And and the, yeah, I kind of agree I agree with you Blue that like if this were to be the end of the current Vanguard now is sort of that kind of coalescence of yeah, stuff I think that's it's happening just kind in the of universe. Like that, that perfect alignment a little bit, you know, whether, mm-hmm. whether it's intended or not, you can, whatever, I'm not going to get into that argument, but like, well, I do I- think that it is a rather for like fortuitous timing to have, yeah. refresh if you will well because it was like you know it like yeah we we you know with the trailers of forsaken we knew the death of Cade was coming but like that was meant to be a shock that you know oh this was supposed to be sort of like a routine prison break mission you know nothing bad's gonna happen but mm-hmm. i was always so surprised with like like with the red war that we didn't lose anyone like that like we didn't lose any of yeah. them yeah yeah well especially with they called out too with Ikora being afraid of things and Zavala finally kind of in his own way snapping a bit yeah. there, you know. And you I mean then you also see Asher, Asher's fear for his continued survival, you know, yeah. because he's he's getting the Vex infection and stuff. Oh my gosh, there's so many loose threads I could go down with that. But so many. You guys want to do a preliminary round of shout outs for the intro session and then we'll jump back in for the advance? Let's do it. Sure. All right. Cam, what what do you got for the advance? Or the the intro (laughs) session shout outs. What do you have Um, for I would like to shout you guys out for letting me do this. Um, This has always been a community that I've sort of been like on the outside. Not necessarily outside of, but like on the outskirts of. um, And Mm -hmm. this past year, I've been trying to make an effort to get more involved in it. And um, I've listened to you guys for like a long time. Um, so being able to come on here and talk about the game that I love so much is, is really great. So I want to thank you guys for that. Thank you. Thank you. It's one of those things that I, I hope 
I hope more people make that kind of that connection and that jump and stand out and be like, hey, I can do this too. Because Blue and I, yeah, we've studied the lore a long time, but there are a lot of great people out there who are maybe just longtime fans and just listeners who have just a passion to just study it in their own right mm-hmm. that should come out and talk about it because everybody's perspective is super important. No one person is going to have all the answers. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too off that is like sometimes the best insights are from people who might not have studied it in depth. Like, you know, everyone everyone focuses on a different aspect of information. Like, you know, one person's, oh, though that's obvious, is another person's, you know, complete mystery. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, I can't tell you how many times well, I'll be in a conversation with someone about something, not, not even game related, just, you know, in general. And they'll be like, oh, well, I thought it meant this. And it's like, I didn't, mm-hmm. uh, I did, oh. Like yeah, it's it's it just yeah the way that people look at things are so drastically different yeah um, but yeah I don't know that's why that's why I absolutely just enjoy having different people jump on even even if they're quote unquote not knowledgeable which is a load of BS in my opinion but whatever I mean if you played the game you're knowledgeable <laughs> yeah I mean even it well actually I mean honestly even if you didn't play the game there's sometimes I'll be talking to my you know my wife about stuff and she makes just an offhand comment because i mean like if you know anything about stories which yeah if you're human you know something about stories um it's like you know there's there's patterns and stuff that everyone is is recognized and you know it's just those insights it's just general insight it you know that's the thing yeah that is true but green what about you or cam was that was that Uh, all of them or yeah that that was all for me (laughs) okay cool um, my shout out is mainly to just the listeners who are out there who have maybe never reached out and said hi to us or have been kind of in that boat where you're just like, hey, I really love the lore, but I don't think I should say something. I actually am going to, I'm going to Hunter Vanguard dare you. I'm going to dare <laughs> you to come say hi to either Blue or I online, whether it's on Twitter or in Discord. Come come check out what we're talking about online on any given day. There's a lot of gifts. Sometimes there's uh, sometimes there's things that are a little blue, but but for the most Today part- Today we had a serious conversation. Not, we did. And well, I had going a serious back conversation- <laughs> Green green sod was like, nope. I, I did totally nope out on that one. No, thank you. I do not want to get into cultural appropriation whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, come say hi. Come, come hit us up on Twitter. Even if you don't have an account or anything like that, reach out in some way, shape, or form. Even if it's just an email. Blue and I have emails that are uh, same as our, I believe the same as our mm-hmm. Twitter handles they also there's it. also the contact form on the lore network site yep. which means that you don't have to have an account anywhere really uh it's completely open so and that'll go directly to yeah. our group email it, yes it will and so after that my secondary shout out is mainly a shout out for the recording that's happening next week next week's guest is going to be gaston i know that is not how he uh pronounces his name but i'm going to make him sound like beauty and the beast anyway because i'm the host and he is going to be joining us on the topic of looking ahead as in what in the world is going to happen in the game blue 
Uh, I just wanted to give a big shout out actually to the people that I had a conversation with uh, this today on Twitter. Twitter, we had an, an amazing conversation about <clears throat> there was a situation that came up that someone posted over on BungieNet uh, about the wor- a word choice that was for whatever reason used in the mission it's the mission for anna it's yeah the- it's it's basically the term there's a term used that in in the korean culture is uh viewed as offensive and it was this this person's post which is an it was an amazing post actually uh but basically it started this conversation about the 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 purpose of language really and like how what what's what's the expectation as far as coming as people you know if someone tells you something's offensive does that mean anything and all that and like there were so many points where i was sitting there looking at this conversation going this is gonna dovetail into something really bad and it never did like we never it was probably one of the best conversations i've had in a very long time on twitter like Actually, no, it's just the best conversations I've had in a long time, and it was on Twitter, uh, which was multiple surprises there. Uh, but a big shout out to everyone who got involved with that. Uh, Wicked, uh, Viru, I think uh, uh, Man at Arms was in there. Um, I just blinked on uh, the uh, Glasgow. Oh, gosh, what's his name? The, <clears throat> the, da- the Davy? Davy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so like it was just a great conversation and it went on like all day. Like we were on that conversation thread for predominantly most of the day today. So big shout out to you guys for just Mm -hmm. reaffirming faith and reaffirming faith in Twitter conversations, which is hard to do. Humanity. Yeah. Very open-minded and reasonable from chat. It was, it was nice. It was just a nice breath of fresh air. I was going to say breath of fresh air. (laughs) So... With that being said, I want to thank you all for your time, and until next time, remember, with wisdom we conquer, stand strong, stand tall, and keep exploring. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.